Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 102, Me and Hemi and Winthorpe. I made it to the bar. We all got introduced, slight peck on the cheek, collegial from Cammie, while she avoided my eyes. I wanted her to feel my forearm and maybe brush my inseam. I was thinking maybe I should take the initiative and reach for her ass, but, you know, the way we left off at the roundabout, I kind of thought the initiative was hers to take. The two of them told the bartender we were moving to a table. And while we were moving to said table, which was this high-backed, old-fashioned booth you could almost fuck in with nobody seeing you, in my head I just kind of fixated on the whole who-should-take-the-initiative thing. I should have figured that out on my way to the bar, but the fact is it just didn't go across my brain before. So now it was the high-priority puzzle, and Captain Fink would not let it go. Maybe her email to me was her taking the initiative. Maybe I was just too giddy to realize it at the time. Actually, though, didn't I realize it? Didn't I know that the email and the whole I just happened to think of you and the part of Gerard thing was a big clumsy cover-up for the obvious subtext, which was something like, I miss the taste of your balls. We were in the booth and somebody's armpits smelled like armpits. It was air-conditioned in the Film Center Cafe, but still, pit smell. And it was Winthorpe. You could tell it was him because he'd been wearing a sports jacket he'd just taken off. Like he hadn't figured out in high school you only wear a jacket on a hot day and then take it off in public if you want to advertise the sight and smell of your disgusting armpits. I could tell from the little creases that formed between her eyebrows that Cammie was suffering while talking to him. Thorpe Gerber and I were on one side of the table and she was on the other. I don't know how I let that happen. I got in and thought she was going to follow, but Thorpe thing, swear on my own personal Jesus, he's a fag, and into my Eastwood slash Bunyan look, jumped in after me and she had to take the other side. You know what, I said, I'm just going to go, I shoved my way past him and into the aisle, I'm just going to sit here next to the pretty girl, okay? I pushed in next to Cammie so we could feel each other up under the table if we got the urge. Thorpewind stared at me. Okay, he said. Then this laugh. It was a laugh that said he'd never been laid. This is Gerben, wearing a sweat-stained and purpley shirt. Dark hair, sort of parted in the middle and swept back over his head like a caricature of a Russian orchestra conductor. We started talking about the old script. The waitress came by with a bunch of long menus for us. I went with the health salad. Thorpity took out an amber vial with a white cap. I was loving it. Pills? I said. What's a young fella like you doing with pills? I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry, he said. They are all liars. 
I just stared at him and pushed my glasses up on my nose. It was like I asked who gave him that STD and he said, AIDS babies are cute. I didn't pursue it. I only brought up the pill to draw attention to his sickliness. You know, for Cammy's sake. So this part of Gerard is fucking fantastic, I said. Actually, he said, fantastic means of or relating to fantasy. Then he flashed me the insane grin that could have been his trademark. Yeah, well, what I meant was, it is a-fucking-mazing, I said. Then I turned to Cammy. Right, babe? Oh, God, it's great, she said. And then to Gerbatron. And Paul would be perfect as Gerard. Now, the thing you gotta know about Cammy is she looked great, so the whole who should take the initiative issue is rapidly being resolved into if she doesn't grab my cock under the table soon, the initiative is mine. Here's what she had on in public. Uber low-rise jeans. You know what I mean. Mound flashers. You could see where her abs indented like little gullies diving for her cunt. And she was wearing this skin-tight black top with thin little shoulder straps that came down to about her navel. To this day, I don't know how I was able to carry on a conversation like a civilized adult while at the same time trying to stare through the shadow cast by the table on her mound region. That's right. Cameron says you ran a video. Winthy said as he took a sip of water. I hated his voice. He sounded like the assistant principal at my junior high or some guy in a mini dress hanging with his girl chums at Port Authority. Is there anything you'd like to tell me about that? Little round Jewish hat? It was fun. I wouldn't call it a resume builder, not for me anyway. I said I just played a little part. But you were so good in that little part, Cammy said. Excuse me? What do you say about the Jewish? Gerbil asked. Oh, that was the name of the video, Cammy said. Did you meet Tony Parr? Who? He wrote it, and Paul produced it, she said. He flashed that maniacal grin again. The sight of his fangs was a little alarming. What did it mean? Was he actually insane? Ever meet somebody who thought they had you at their mercy because you were coming to them for a job? For some reason, they forget this is a temporary situation based on a certain coincidence of circumstance and instead think it means you both agree he is better than you are, more intelligent, more insightful, more successful. That in addition to coming to him for a contract, you could just as plausibly be coming to him for advice on who to marry. I would definitely consider that hate speech, said this deplorable dweeb through the aforementioned grin. What? I get cackled. <laughs> so they should call it a large square Arab hat? Now you have to remember what I mainly had on my mind was Cammy Snatch. While I'm glib talking this snowflake, I'm reaching for Cammy's inner thigh. I brushed it, I braced, at least my arm under the table braced, but she didn't push it away. I'm thinking, victory. Meanwhile, I'm listening to the moron babble. Maybe there are people who think that's copacetic to say, but you're demeaning a whole culture. 
you're like Walmart. Do you know that Walmart lets its employees die if they get sick on the job? It lets them die. Yeah, that's what he said. I still don't know how being in a video called Little Round Jewish Hat makes me like Walmart or how not giving people health insurance is disrespectful of Jewish culture. It was like trying to make sense of a bang bump video posted by a teenager. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022, by Dan Wrench.